Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, hosted by myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan, where we watch every episode of The Littlest Hobo, and then we talk about them. How you doing, Stefan? I'm doing very well. Uh, it's been a long time. Good to see you. Yeah, it's, it's, I've missed you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anything changed in the last two and a half minutes? Um, I think my cat has moved, but uh, that's oh, about wow. it. So, yeah. What about you? <laughs> I, um, I have a fish, but I can't see him from here. I think he's probably doing okay. <laughs> Just swim. I don't know. All right. Yeah, he's, he's not, he hasn't been very smart recently. So, Well, fish aren't thinking... smart in general, right? Well... <laughs> <laughs> he's like fish are smart he's a, he's a beta fish he's um but he usually knows when we like feed him where the pellets drop but uh-uh. recently he just like he either can't see them or he decides not to eat them mm. so it's very frustrating to watch him like swim around the pellets <laughs> and not eat them and then we have to do like a water change every four or five days because he they all sink to the bottom and yeah. oh well, anyways maybe he's just very upset that you guys are staying home all day now because that was his time <laughs> when he could really like be himself <laughs> be free <laughs> he's like now they're maybe, home maybe all the time <laughs> he's like i know he's watching tiger king but i can't see the screen right at least turn it my way <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can hear them but what's going on <laughs> <laughs> who is carol baskin <laughs> right. and why does everyone hate her <laughs> what does joe exotic look like <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly what you think he looks like <laughs> yes if you haven't watched the tiger king you should watch it what else yeah. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, other than that, things are things are status quo. All right, so we're doing another, obviously, another Skype <laughs> recording of the podcast. So hopefully yeah. it sounds okay. It's our second <laughs> one in a row. It's our double. Yeah. <laughs> I like that segue. It took me a second. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking over. I was like, "But to the title of the episode." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I planned it out real well. I had a I had a real vision for it. It's beautiful. It's just it's gonna bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> so, as Stefan is alluding to, this week's episode is season four, episode fourteen, Double Vision. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure that's a foreigner song. I'm reasonably certain <laughs> Foreigner has a song called Double Vision. <laughs> okay, well I'll read the synopsis while you look that up. Okay. Uh, so the synopsis of the episode. A traveling artist who resembles a small town's corrupt mayor arrives for a visit at the same time hobo does this first aired february 3rd 1983 yay all right did you find nice. out nice <laughs> yeah it is it's by foreigner it's called double vision and as soon as i started reading the lyrics i was like yep i know this song <laughs> it's pretty good we'll so, put about one half of a second of it in so people <laughs> can hear it just open up your spotify because what else are you doing <laughs> type in <laughs> foreigner we're double gonna, vision we're gonna stop like um what's the word we're gonna stop like lobbying our poor listeners <laughs> to do things like what yeah. else are you doing but like we're berating them at this point no, i'm so sorry go do this what else are you doing yeah i'm talking to you tom it's just i like to give people things to do if you're sitting at home and you're like i don't know what i should do you should go listen to some foreigner <laughs> not too much foreigner though I can't. As someone who's seen them live, they've got they've got a greatest hits compilation, and they're one of those bands in which the greatest hit compilation is all you need. You don't need to like do a deep dive into the Foreigner discography. There's not there's not a lot there. Not a lot of depth. <laughs> no, there's a couple of bands like that where like you just need the compilation. Kansas <laughs> is another great band for that. Where like Kansas has like a greatest hits, and it's got like a guy on the front 
on a stage and his beards are blowing in the wind. And then like, I remember getting that listening to it and being like, man, Kansas rocks. And Kansas is like a late stage prog group. So, and everyone knows Kansas because they do dust in the wind and carry on my wayward son. And there's like 12 tracks on that album. And then for Christmas that year, my parents got me like a double album of Kansas's stuff, and it was garbage. Oh. Anything outside of that, <laughs> that like those main 12 to 14 tracks is just the worst stuff. No. Oh, that sucks when you like a band and then you find out most of their stuff is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like Why? pretentious, pretentious late prog music. Oh. They have a song about Einstein. And it actually makes me physically nauseous to listen to it because it feels like it was written by somebody in grade three. Um, Oh, (laughs) no. Uh, Yeah, that's painful. It's painful. It's very hard to do like a concept song like that well. (laughs) Yeah, and it's weird because musically Kansas is incredible. Like they've got a a violinist, you know, they've got this fantastic sound. They just lyrically, (laughs) it's not all there. Uh, no, that would not work for me. I'm a lyrics person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me read you. Let me read you some lyrics from this song about Einstein. Okay. By Kansas, it's called "Portrait" in in brackets. He knew. Okay. Um, let me see here. Uh, but he knew, knew more than me or you. No one could see his view. Where was he going to? He was in search of an answer. The nature of what we are. He was trying to do it a new way. He was as bright as a star. Oh, that is no good. That's no good. Yeah. No good. Okay, yeah. well, so Kansas, wait, was that Foreigner? Okay, no. Can- that was Kansas. Oh, sorry, Kansas, that, no Kansas for me. <laughs> yeah. I'll stick to the greatest hits. <laughs> yep, just the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. And that Anyways, has been your- we're seven minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so uh i've read the synopsis we know when it aired we're just gonna dive yes. right into the episode uh, absolutely so hobo is like rocking up another small town um he's passing by a car with like a chauffeur this is where we meet um the mayor from the synopsis he comes storming out of a building uh he's followed by a journalist who's like shouting questions at him and this mayor is like have you ever seen the music man no have you seen the simpsons episode about the monorail yes okay that's based on the music man he seems okay. very much like that kind of style of chit chat and like he's got the weird hat on and the suit. He's like just <laughs> such seems, a good episode. I know, I love that monorail episode. I call the big one bitey. <laughs> Homer, there's a man here. Is it Batman? No, it's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. It's not so, Batman. <laughs> so many good quotes. <laughs> Basically, this guy is just like a con art. Like he seems like a skeezy kind of scammy like, yeah. mayor just shouting. Journalist is trying to get him to answer some questions. He's getting in the car that the chauffeur was standing by, and he just drives off. And he leaves behind his two, I'm going to call them his minions. They're like his, like, I don't know, workers. (laughs) Yeah. He's running for re-election, and they are supposed to hand out bumper stickers and pamphlets. And we get a whole scene of them arguing over who's going to hand out bumper stickers and who's going to hand out pamphlets (laughs) because so-and-so did it. They don't get names. So-and-so did it, like last week or whatever goes on for too long (laughs) yeah also do you do you recognize the journalist he looked very familiar but i did not look him up 
Okay. So I recognized him immediately as the police sergeant from Day of the Fugitive. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who like stops the hobo from getting killed at the end. Yes. Um, but then Brad actually wrote in um, and he reminded me that he was also the angry lieutenant from Give My Regards to Broadway. <laughs> and he was Sam Strawberry in Big Al and Sam Strawberry. What? He was Sam Strawberry? Yeah. Ugh. So like our two least We've... favorite episodes. Oh, he's I'm so been sorry, in them. man. <laughs> I actually... And then Day of the Fugitive, which is good. Yeah. It's because I like him in this episode. Like he's yeah. fine in this. So yep. moving up. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Except this is his last one, I think. So we're never going to see him again. Ah, uh, well, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Same as James B. Douglas. That's a gr- just so everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> Go look him up on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's got a wizard hat. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, so these two guys are arguing about handing stuff out. Uh, the journalist just started walking across the street to his office um, for the Daily Beacon. We see a poster for the mayor. His name's Crookshanks, um, like for his reelection. And then there's a poster next to it for his rival, which just says Murphy, has a guy's photo, and then says change. And I immediately was like, did President Obama steal this? I'm going to still call him President Obama. I'm going to pretend he's still president. (laughs) President for 13 years now. Because his big poster was his face and then the word change on the bottom. Like, wow. (laughs) Who knew? Obama. Hobo fan. (laughs) Big hobo. Confirmed. (laughs) Yeah. This does it. It's my proof. It's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we know pretty much everything we need to know the mayor's running for re-election the guy he's running against is a guy named murphy um the journalist is trying to like get the mayor to answer some questions we then get a scene of a greyhound bus um pulling into the city it just stops like randomly at the side of the road not at a bus I- terminal <laughs> Well, that's what they do. They, don't you remember the farm episode uh, where the true. Greyhound just stopped in the middle of the dirt road and let that woman wander off in the middle of nowhere? By herself, just, yeah, here you go. Here's a field. Someone someone in the Littlest Hobo crew has a secret vendetta against Greyhound. <laughs> yeah, they want to make them like, look We're going to feature your buses, but uh, we're going to make you look real bad. <laughs> it's the same person who has something against the uh, RCMP. <laughs> yeah, just getting out all of their revenge vendettas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the Greyhound bus stops. He lets off somebody who looks identical to the mayor, uh, but he is dressed as like an artist. Clearly, he's got like a little scarf around his neck and like the vest, carrying a little art kit. Um, yeah, Hobo is there uh, and sees him get off. I think it's been so long, man, yep. since I've seen these episodes. <laughs> he does, and we we get a flashback. Yes, that's right. Just so that we know that. <laughs> The mayor and this guy look exactly the same, which is 100% unnecessary because we literally just saw the mayor no more than 30 seconds ago. It's like that thing they do in TV shows where like after a commercial break, they'll replay like the first minute and a half or the last minute and a half of what just happened. You're like, yeah, I know. I just watched this. (laughs) Yeah. Except you're a minute and a half into this episode. So (laughs) like, I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. 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 We're going to go. Hobo. No, not you. Us. The (laughs) viewers. It's like we're only a minute and a half into the episode. And they're like, here's a flashback to a minute ago. Like this is going to be a long episode. It's going to be like memento, (laughs) but done poorly. (laughs) Yeah. This is how Christopher Nolan was inspired. We have proof. That's right. (laughs) Him and Obama. (laughs) This episode. Just big things. Uh, (laughs) So Hobo goes to the journalist's office, the Daily Beacon. Uh, the journalist is talking to like another guy who works there, um, who they're talking about the two candidates, 
the other guy says like if you don't like the mayor so much there's always murphy and the journalist says crookshanks is mean but he gets things done murphy is just mean real mean so we kind of get kind of their two personalities uh the journalists are working on trying to like nail the mayor though so they don't want murphy to be the mayor but they're trying to get rid of crookshanks as the mayor but they don't i don't get what they're doing anyways <laughs> i don't understand i think they're just they're just doing it for spite at this point really <laughs> yeah they're just gonna well, take both of left. them down <laughs> that's their plan. absolutely just, uh, ru- just run both out of town yeah we'll be an autonomous collective we'll just uh that'll work out real well <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll just uh have a cow rotating council and the dog will be on it and <laughs> There'll be seven of us, and we'll make all the big decisions. And then after three weeks, we'll all step down, and someone else could come in. It's perfect. Perfect system. Yeah. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, so Hobo goes into the office. He steals a bag to get the journalist to follow him, as he does. Um, and then we cut to a scene with um, a truck pulling up to a greenhouse. So we're going to meet Murphy now. Uh, Murphy is super excited. He gets out of his truck and he's like, yeah, he just saw the mayor sitting by a lake painting. And he's telling this to his worker, whose name is Cochran. He's kind of a older man. He's sort of dawdling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Murphy says he's just had his best idea of the whole campaign. And then Cochran responds with, you're going to pull out of the race. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which actually made me laugh a little bit his timing Cochran's, was very good <laughs> Cochran's asking the real questions too and Murphy's like I just saw him painting and Cochran's like well what, what was he painting like yeah. he wants to know he's asking the hard-hitting questions right he should be the journalist and the mayor <laughs> yep <laughs> and also I don't know if you noticed during this whole scene so it's kind of kind of a close-up on the two of their faces because they're very close together and there's a branch hanging in Conqu- Cochran's face and he spends yep. the whole scene either hitting it or blowing on it. <laughs> like literally just playing with this thing. It's very yep. distracting. <laughs> I like Cochran a lot. He's I fun. I do too. Anytime he shows up, I'm like, oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, Murphy's plan is he's going to make the mayor pull out of the race. Uh, he's going to kind of set him up and uh, then blackmail him. That's his plan. That's bribery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Standard political maneuver. Uh, So we go back to the hobo who's led the journalist to the lookalike. The journalist is very confused about the mayor now painting and like looking like this, but he doesn't really question it at all. He just asks if he can interview the man. (laughs) And the guy is like, sure. (laughs) Like he's confused, but he's like, all right. And the journalist starts his questions by saying, if you were mayor for the next two years. So the guy kind of assumes this is like a what if scenario, not so he's not quite cluing in what's going on. Uh, no. And he basically answers all these questions exactly the opposite of how Crookshanks would. Like he asks about like some factory and he's like, they got to go somewhere else. He asks about building a road through the town. He's like, build it around the town. And the journalist is so confused, <laughs> but very excited. <laughs> Let me go back to those bumbling idiots. Uh, the bumper sticker pamphlet people. Yeah. Uh, they're handing them out in front of a building. The one guy gets tired, so he goes to sit on the steps. The other guy comes out of the building carrying three boxes that are very light. He is carrying them like there's nothing inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're cartons, and they're worth their weight in gold. <laughs> yeah. They're so valuable, and he just drops them on the other guy's head. <laughs> Spills yep. bumper stickers everywhere. <laughs> 
So he dumps the bumper stickers uh, and Hobo rocks up and steals one. And they get really mad that the Hobo stole one. I'm sure those things cost pennies and no one else is taking them. So just be happy the Hobo took one. (laughs) Yeah, because before this happens, there's literally a shot of one of the guys whose tie is way too short, by the way. So short. It is the smallest tie. um, (laughs) Trying to give away like a Crookshank flyer in the citizen will have none of it (laughs) so clearly nobody cares like if you lose a bumper sticker out of the five thousand you have in those boxes i think you're gonna be fine yeah i I think it's okay maybe it'll end up somewhere where it'd be useful (laughs) yeah uh yeah so then the journalist we go back to the journalist who's finishing his interview he's super excited to go run he's gonna run back to his office and like write up this article he is not suspicious in the least at this sudden change of demeanor in the span of what five minutes yeah (laughs) at what point do you start asking like (laughs) questions i think as soon as you rock up and you see he's dressed differently painting a picture yeah you start asking questions like did you hit your head are you okay (laughs) yeah do you need to be in the hospital what happened what's your name (laughs) like it would be like coming across your best friend like on a skateboard doing like grinding down main street while smoking a joint and shooting a gun you'd be like okay clearly you're not the same person yeah if you had a breakdown is there something wrong with you i literally saw you five minutes ago when you were wearing plaid and jeans where did the pistol come from yeah (laughs) like what's with the skateboard (laughs) are you eating whale oil what are you doing did you get released from prison (laughs) yeah you get arrested <laughs> yeah. and serve 10 years in the five minutes you were gone? <laughs> right. Is there some sort of tri- time travel scenario? Where's Austin Matthews? <laughs> Where is he? He's here, that <laughs> son of a bitch. Time traveling bastard. <laughs> that is a... Every time we call that back. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then it comes up. It's like it's a very the deep second cut. episode, the, th- the third episode we ever did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, oh boy right. so the journalist not suspicious at all no um he leaves somebody else drives up to where the not mayor is painting uh he comes out of his truck hobo's also there with the bumper sticker um the guy starts talking to not mayor as if he's the mayor uh talking about like have you figured out who's getting the contract for the potholes wink wink nudge nudge Hands over an envelope with some cash in it. You know, a little bribe. Um, So he's a plant. Uh, Murphy is like off in the distance watching this whole thing go down. Like begging the guy to take the money. Like, take the bribe, take the bribe. (laughs) 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 It's very strange. Um, The artist is super confused. He's like, what the hell's going on? Hobo gives him the bumper sticker and he sees it. And he's like, this is really weird. This guy has the same name as me same last name running for mayor i need to figure out what's going on so cochran according to mike is driving a first generation chevy deluxe Ah. and uh he sends mike sends us car commercials (laughs) all the time the car commercial for the chevy deluxe was 11 minutes long and it wasn't even a car commercial it was a story of a small town about a traffic police officer who is very grumpy and then he does like a small good thing to somebody and then that person does like more it's basically like what's that thing where you like pay it forward Forward, yeah it's basically pay it forward so like 
that guy does something nice for somebody else and then that and so it turns into like the whole town becomes like this happy utopia <laughs> and uh by the way you should also buy a chevy <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, the true happiness <laughs> very strange very very strange that's so bizarre are not what it? i expected no it's very rare to see well i mean it's very rare to see a commercial nowadays that's not an ad on youtube but like it's 11 minutes long that's like when it started i was like what and then i i looked at the notes and mike did write down all commercials from that era are at least five minutes long and mind-numbing and 100 percent, i agree because i watched all 11 <laughs> minutes of that commercial and i don't want to buy a chevy any more than i did before i started <laughs> less so maybe <laughs> maybe even less so yeah that's like oh, that is insane 11 minute commercial Just, yep <laughs> you're like all right well i'm gonna go make <laughs> dinner and i'll come back to the tv yeah, yeah that's right we'll <laughs> see what's going on <laughs> okay well that's cochran's car it's cochran's car okay so the artist has now left the guy who's trying to bribe him um he then murphy then pulls up and goes mayor crookshanks and then the artist Gets in Murphy's truck with like no prompting, like just stra- no stranger danger, just like, yep, I'm gonna <laughs> rock into this car. <laughs> and they had this whole misunderstanding where the artist thought he, Murphy said he was Mayor Crookshanks. And then he's like, no, I'm Murphy. And then the artist is like, Murphy Crookshanks. It's a whole like name <laughs> scenario that's going on as they're yep. driving away. <laughs> so we go back to the hobo who has taken the bribe envelope. I should have mentioned that. He stole the bribery envelope. He brings it to the journalists who open it up, and there's like $500 in there. Uh, and while they're discussing this whole scenario, the real mayor then storms into the paper because in the span of five minutes, they have managed to print and publish an entire article <laughs> <laughs> detailing all the things the artist said when they thought he was the mayor. And they made it made it around town it, yeah. to the point where Mayor Crookshanks found it so like they must have had like an army of of like prepubescent <laughs> boys and girls on bicycles just, just waiting just <laughs> chomping at the bit like they they like they're scared of them they have like the newspapers and bundles and they just throw them into a pit yeah. and like the paper boys and girls snap <laughs> them up and like run off with them um, also the headline is mayor changes position on nearly everything and i want to know what didn't he change positions on like what what Wait, what were they similar on yeah, what does artist Crookshanks and Mayor Crookshanks, what, like, what is their common ground? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally for the use of experimental drugs to create a super race of ultra-human babies. Like, we're both like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Ryan Reynolds everywhere. I would. I am curious, yes, the Venn diagram of their, like, overlap. What is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very strange. So and I'm still mind blown about this article being printed so fast. Like even in the Time day traveled. of modern internet, it still takes like ten minutes for anything beyond a tweet to go out. So <laughs> Yeah, that thing was like maybe there, there has to be like a whole day that's changed. But then how long was how long is Murphy Artist Crookshanks in the car? Right? Like how far away does Murphy live that he still <laughs> wants like, to be mayor of this town? Yeah. <laughs> He's like mayor of like a tiny little town, and then he lives in like a metropolis, <laughs> like so far He's away, nine hundred kilometers outside of the city. It's a heck of a commute, but <laughs> I really care about the community. Yeah, it's really worth it. You know, I'm really invested. <laughs> I think this whole town has weird pockets of time in it. It's definitely a Twilight Zone town. 
yeah. time and geography mean nothing. <laughs> just behind the building is like the pit with all the paper people in it. <laughs> yeah. And then Mulder and Scully are like one <laughs> one apartment over. Right. They'll just see them walk by in the background. <laughs> yeah. They've got binoculars. They just happen to be looking in the wrong direction. As it goes by. <sighs> yeah. And Scully's Darn. like, see Mulder, I told you it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Mulder's like, I want to believe. I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Scully, you have to believe me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what I'll watch next. Maybe uh, I'll go back and watch The X-Files. The first season of that really freaked me out when I was a kid. I remember watching mm. it at much too young an age. There was that weird episode with the guy who could like... Tombs. Yes. I know exactly what you're going to yes. talk about. It's the guy you oh. can squeeze into the little air ducts. Yes. And he eats oh, people's livers. livers. Yeah. That yeah. episode is so vivid in my mind. It's so disturbing. <laughs> so disturbing. <laughs> Actually, the X-Files theme tune still, like, freaks me out a little bit. Like, and I'm not a person who's, like, gets scared about things, especially movies. I was thinking about that literally last night. (laughs) Really? I was, like, I was thinking because there's two television themes that freaked me out as a kid. And the X-Files theme doesn't creep me out anymore. Um, but it did when I was a kid. I think, yeah, I think um, it's a residual. Like The ugh. one that always freaked me out, and it still does, is the theme from Unsolved Mysteries. And if you hear it, it's got, I think because it uses, I'm not a musician, like a trained musician, it uses this weird sort of drop note. And it, it just, it every time I, <laughs> even when I hear it now, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I want nothing to do with that theme. Um, I will probably edit a snippet of it in here because I doubt that the people from Unsolved Mysteries are going to come after us. Probably not. Um, but it, it like it is genuine it, it's it's chilling i just don't i don't even like thinking about it but last <laughs> night i was i was laying in bed and i was like because i remember thinking i was like i i used to have a little alarm clock that had a cd player in it and it busted like years ago and now that i don't really have to wake up super <laughs> early anymore yeah. i was like it might be nice to like set an alarm with some music and it's like well if i really wanted to wake up i'd put the unsolved mystery song in there you just bolt out of bed and like in the corner. Oh, oh, oh. man, I would be up and out. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yep. Like 70 years down the line, I'm being very optimistic when I yeah. die and they do an autopsy. Like, man, his adrenaline glands yeah. are like, they're guy. these things are huge. It's like they've been used like, every day. Every day. He's like pumping adrenaline. Like, was this guy like an athlete? Was he like a deep sea diver? Like, what? What was? Oh no, he just listened to the unsolved mysteries theme every morning at seven a.m. <laughs> this guy is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, definitely the X Files theme is definitely up there. Yeah, I think it's just a residual like ooh from when I was a kid because yeah, it definitely creeped me out. Ugh. But yes, we're definitely in like a Twilight Zone X Files situation here. <laughs> so Murphy has is trying he's talking to not crookshanks they've made it to the greenhouse now who knows how long that has taken they've gone through some wormholes <laughs> done some portal jumping <laughs> they've right. made it um he's trying he's con- got a daughter and she's <laughs> older than he is now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but austin matthews still looks great <laughs> oh he absolutely still scored goals <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually have you seen austin matthews no He's got a little tiny mustache. I think you would find him unattractive. (laughs) I am not a fan of the like scraggly mustache. I'm not a fan of mustaches generally, but sometimes they're okay. But like, it's not scraggly. It's well groomed. He just by choice has that little pencil thin mustache. Oh no no no! 
no, no. Yeah, it no. looks very dirty. He's like 21, 22 tops. <laughs> and he's got this like gross. Uh, no, not a fan. I mean, do you, but not a fan. <laughs> so Murphy is trying to convince uh, Crookshanks, because he still thinks he's the mayor, to pull out of the race. Not Crookshanks is super confused. Um, also, this whole scene starts with Murphy framed in the camera with the poster, his re-election poster behind him. So yeah. all you can see is his name above his head, and his head is covering the photo of himself perfectly and then he kind of like walks away i was like somebody had to plan that out they had to like think that through and be like stand yep. here <laughs> that's a lot of effort for the hobo <laughs> <laughs> every now and then they do shots like that and i'm like oh somebody was trying <laughs> <laughs> they put in some effort <laughs> yeah i appreciate it uh so they have a whole back and forth the artist is super confused um murphy hands over like a piece of paper a letter talking about how um he was bribed oh wow wow i just looked at my screen i was like what am i looking at you're looking at austin matthews mustache he does look like he could be a time traveler though like he fit into many eras (laughs) looks like he belongs on a list (laughs) that's a little bit that's what time traveling does to you (laughs) (laughs) he's on so many lists (laughs) a <laughs> hundred lists from a hundred different eras yeah he's a wanted man in so he's, many eras you have no so idea <laughs> no idea what he did in sumer the sumerians are still after him <laughs> right. it's been 4500 years <laughs> there's the whole like underground cult dedicated to bringing him down <laughs> yeah that's right gilgamesh will have his revenge <laughs> yeah they've been raising children generation after generation oh they've been using mk ultra <laughs> yeah they're super children, oh. ben, and their single goal is to take down Austin Matthews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we what crack then? The code. Once they succeed, what then? <laughs> then they'll start playing hockey. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yep. That'll be Seattle's expansion team. The Seattle Ultras. <laughs> no one can beat them. <laughs> no, they literally can't. No. They're too afraid to even get on the ice. <laughs> the goalie is the size of the net. Yeah, he just stands there. He's seven <laughs> foot nine. It's like 440 pounds. He just sits cross-legged in front of it. Yeah, you can't get anything past him. <laughs> no. <laughs> he literally is the blue paint. Yeah. He's perfectly shaped. <laughs> yeah. And their entire forwards are made up of clones of Yaramir Yager. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, nah. Yeah. We forfeit. They don't even put out defensemen. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, you guys want some practice time like just skate around your end <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh man uh, okay that's the world i want to live in that would be a great world i'm in <laughs> okay so basically not crookshanks well he is crookshanks not the mayor has looked at the letter that murphy has handed to him um, and realizes that the mayor's name is James, James Crookshank. And he puts two and two together. James is his twin brother who he hasn't seen since James went into the army. They do not like each other at all. Yep. <laughs> they like have nothing in common. Uh, Murphy doesn't really bat an eye. He just pivots his plan to be like, all right, well, now you're not him. So I'm going to use you to frame him by having you break into my office and I'll take photos like Watergate. 
<laughs> I was like, that man's smooth because he did not break stride. No. He was like, all right, you're not him? Well, well backup plan. <laughs> also, like, we know that artist Crookshank is not going to go with this, right? Absolutely like, not. <laughs> but I don't think Murphy even considers that. He's just like, yeah, he'll do what I tell him to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He hates his brother, so, like, he'll do this. <laughs> Like sibling rivalry is the thing that fuels everything. <laughs> yeah. I hate my brother so much. I'm going to make him lose his position as mayor and disgrace yeah. him. Yeah. And then you'll have to leave time travel town. <laughs> ha ha ha. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So his artist boy, we learned his name is Oliver. I'm going to call him Oliver. <laughs> is okay. Is not having it. At this point, Murphy is also, th- he puts the envelope with the letter into the till to hide it. He- um, he does it after he locks Oliver yes. into a room. He locks Oliver into a room. This is what happens when you watch this episode like three weeks ago and then randomly again. <laughs> <laughs> so he locks Oliver in the room because Oliver is not going to help him. So he's just going to shut him Kidnapping. up for now. Uh, leads to murder. Uh, yep. And then, yes, he puts the envelope with the letter into the till and takes off. Hobo has arrived at this point. So we get a shot of Hobo. He opens the till. The envelope is kind of underneath the actual machine part but like sticking out on top of the like everyone's seen a cash register so like kind of sticking on top he spends a good 30 seconds struggling I, to pull I this envelope <laughs> how long was 30, it 32 seconds i was gonna say i knew it was just over 30 seconds of this dog struggling so hard to get this envelope out from under that till <laughs> that was the only take they had i guess so it was so painful he was yeah. really struggling this cast register is also like 100 years old oh it's definitely one of it's like one of the ones we use at work <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we rarely well, deal with like, cash at work but we have this ancient yeah. register that we it's, use it's like it's all like the brass levers and like yeah. it makes the cha-ching <laughs> sound by actually moving a mechanism inside to ring a bell yeah. like it it's uh it's ancient but yes we don't need literally <laughs> from the time he starts to the time he finishes 32 seconds of this dog trying to take an envelope out of a cash register uh, yeah no it was so long i was like is this still going this is still happening all right still going um but he does eventually get it uh we go back to the mayor who is still yelling at the journalists uh hobo has managed to make his way somehow from the garden that is like miles away apparently to the journalist's office in the span of seconds (laughs) because time and geography mean nothing yeah Uh dropped in an unstable wormhole and (laughs) Pop out the other. just just behind Mulder and Scully. <laughs> yeah, they just missed him. <laughs> he sees them and he's like, Ooh, "Gotta go." <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. But the smoking man saw them, so he knows. <laughs> he knows everything. He's sitting up in the apartment with a sniper rifle, watching <laughs> everyone through the scope. <laughs> yeah, just waiting to see how he can use all this information to his benefit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to rewatch the X Files. <laughs> I feel like it got real bad. <laughs> oh, I know it got real bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just watch the first season again. I don't know that the first season is good, though. Okay, just watch the two. I think episode. it's the second, <laughs> second, third, fourth, and fifth. It's got like a real Star Trek Next Generation thing going on. Gotcha. Where like the the meat in the middle of the sandwich <laughs> is the best. Seasons one and seasons like seven or nine, the end <laughs> seasons are like the bread. It's not particularly tasty. You want the stuff right in the middle. Yeah. You want the crunchy <laughs> lettuce. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> The delicious tomato. <laughs> yes, that's right. The delicious tomato that is season four of the X Files. <laughs> I always say that's the tomato season. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> we should start referring to seasons by like various delicious things or non-delicious things. <laughs> we'll remember when we get to the very end of the list hobo, we'll we'll describe each season based on a vegetable <laughs> that could be found inside of a sandwich. Uh yes, I like this plan. Somebody remind us. Is this a, <laughs> is this a tomato season? Is this a cucumber season? Or is this like a beet season? <laughs> Maybe it's a bean sprout season. Ooh. Mm, nutritious, yeah. but <laughs> kind of pointless <laughs> yeah yeah that's right <laughs> okay the vegemite season oh well have you ever tried vegemite <laughs> no i've not oh it's nasty it's so i've bad. been thinking about it you i've should... been lo- listening to a lot of men at work and they're very australian <laughs> very. makes me almost want to eat a vegemite sandwich but not not quite my grandmother is from australia uh and loves the stuff i think it's disgusting it's so gross, <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> uh, okay so hobo has brought them the brought the envelope with the letter in it the journalist takes the envelope from hobo and reads it and it's murphy's letter telling crookshanks to back out like bribe like blackmailing him yeah mayor crookshanks is pissed he is like so mad he says he's gonna personally extinguish murphy <laughs> 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 and he tells the journalist to come with him while he does it <laughs> Yeah, and he like he hits him in the stomach, and it makes another audible thump. Story, you bet. Bring your pencil. Yeah. Kind of like we heard when like Megan Follows sat down in like the first episode of that trilogy. Just these weird like somebody dubbed over a thump. You're like, (laughs) I don't understand why you did that. But okay, it's It's fun though. Yeah, it's fun. And I dig it. <laughs> Me too. The journalist is like, yeah, I'm definitely coming along to see what happens now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a great story. <laughs> so everyone takes off. Oliver is trapped in the office. He's looking around for a way out. He sees an open window. He's like, cool. Going out the window. <laughs> yep. Uh, as he goes out the window, again, time and geography mean nothing because the mayor has pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> and the mayor gets out of his car and he's like yelling for murphy and oliver is like nope i do not want to see this man (laughs) i need to go hide (laughs) hobo leads the journalist while mayor goes looks for murphy hobo takes the journalist to the office where oliver was trapped obviously oliver is no longer there (laughs) the journalist is very confused so he follows hobo outside there was a truck full of soil that earlier was just full of soil now it has dumped all the soil onto the ground and there's a bamboo stick sticking out of it. So this is a, <laughs> it's a dump truck full of moss because yeah. Cochran later will say that he spent three hours piling this moss up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a basically a little stick of bamboo that somebody's breathing out of. So like effectively there's somebody just snorkeling in the moss pile. Yeah. And Hope was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mayor's still running around looking for Murphy. Uh, when he comes across Hobo, who is now digging in the moss, <laughs> trying to rescue whoever's trapped under there. <laughs> so he exposes Oliver. Um, the mayor has started to dig as well. He thinks it's Murphy under there. And nope, it's his twin brother, Oliver, who pops up. Ah. <laughs> they immediately start to fight. <laughs> Not yep. like physically. They just start yelling at each other um, yeah. about various sibling-related things. Um we find out Oliver is an illustrator for children's books. So he James thinks he needs James thinks Oliver is going after his money. And Oliver's like, damn, I don't need your money. Like yeah. I, I won the London Illustrators award, award last year. Yeah. Jump. And as soon as he hears that as soon as James hears that Oliver won an award, he instantly changes his attitude. 
he's like, oh, really? Really? Like, maybe I could get a copy of your book for my kids. And Oliver's like, you want a copy? You buy one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then he, Cold. Yeah. Then he pauses and he's like, wait, you have kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who had Ugh. kids with you? I don't want to meet your wife. <laughs> yeah. You're a terrible human being. Who had children with yeah. you? Um, but he kind of then, all of a sudden, they're f- making up. They're becoming friends. Yeah. Oh, there's just this weird turn where they're like, cool, let's be bros again. <laughs> uh, so they have they go off. Kind of fighting, but kind of not. The journalist then has to track down Murphy in his greenhouse. He asks Murphy about the whole bribery situation, to which Murphy responds by trying to bribe the journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediately. He's like, just keep the money, keep the money, just, yeah. write a nice article. Yeah. Uh, buy something nice for mrs journalist (laughs) so clearly that goes over well uh and it's at this point that cochran comes in and yells that he's quitting because yes he spent forever loading that moss and somebody has just dumped it all on the ground no respect for his hard work (laughs) you tell him i was gonna say i cochran you run you run far away (laughs) and that is the end of the episode yeah um the journalist does say to Hobo at the end, well, if you met two people with the same face again, would you do anything different? And all I could think of was, dude, there are four of you. There are literally four of you <laughs> yeah. throughout this this show. True. That's so true. <laughs> two of you are police sergeants. Uh, One of you is an artist. And yeah. there's you. Like, what? Hobo's met. You are the fourth <laughs> one Hobo has met. He's probably thinking that, too. He's like, dude, you don't yeah. even know. <laughs> you don't know. When you go through the time vortexes, you don't. It's two of you come out the other side, <laughs> the one who went in and a duplicate. And you don't know if it's they're a town be... of clones. <laughs> Are they a good clone, a yep. bad clone? You never know. <laughs> Are you Mayor Crookshank? You artist Crookshank? We don't know. <laughs> It'll be like the scene in the Prestige where there's just all the dead clones. <laughs> <laughs> just takes them all out. Spoiler for that movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, what did you think of this episode? I it, it, no. No, no, <laughs> not super big on it, to be honest. No, neither was I. It just didn't go anywhere. It wasn't interesting. I didn't like the characters. <laughs> no, like, uh, it's whatever. It's yeah. not terrible. It's just. Eh. Yeah, no. What was your hope of harm? <laughs> uh, zero. Yeah, he does nothing. He does nothing, no. <laughs> We've not had a hobo harm in a They've good long while. very good to hobo recently, so... <laughs> Something's got to break. <laughs> There's something big coming up. I know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, for my hobo fight, I have uh, Murphy versus Cochrane and a human rights tribunal. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Murphy is mistreating Cochrane. He absolutely he beats he him for the whole last scene. Yeah, he physically beats him at the end. Yeah. So that, yes, I would agree with that one. Uh, yeah. Mine is Mayor Crookshanks. Versus the mayor from Jaws versus Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I think the mayor from Jaws has it. I think so. He seems like That's... he's done some some rough and tumbling things in his day. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the book, he's in league with the mafia, but they cut that out for the movie. <laughs> I did not know that. Why, yeah, why would they mayor cut that out? Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want a mafia subplot? <laughs> also, Hooper dies in the book. Heads up. 
doesn't he also have an affair with what's his name's wife brody's wife yep. yeah i do remember hearing like something about that yeah <laughs> like wow yeah it, it's a trash <laughs> novel don't don't read jaws by peter benchley it's real bad in fact don't really read anything by peter benchley and i could say that as someone who's read i think four of his books they're all they're all pretty bad <laughs> wow how did steven spielberg make gold out of that so steven spielberg <laughs> it's true he was like no we need to cut all of that we want the yep. shark just the shark <laughs> yeah that's all we yep. want the shark and quint 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 yes i always forget yeah. if there's a t on the end quint yes quint quint it's <laughs> all we want <laughs> oh man all right uh your song lyric uh mine is nothing like being greeted by someone with a sunny disposition <laughs> i like that that's <laughs> good yeah. uh mine was we were cursed with the same face our souls were our own <laughs> nice <laughs> it's very poetic it's like hmm. all right uh that is the episode done and done nice awesome all right are you ready for next week's episode i am ready bring it on all right next week is called winner takes all and the description reads hobo's friend gets a winning lottery ticket (laughs) all right well that sounds fun (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) i always like how i pretend that i have not seen this episode already (laughs) what could happen three times a piece so much i've seen so much (laughs) (laughs) all right well until we meet again fellow hobos hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop i've been stefan and i've been katie take care bye